Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 328 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We're covering Doctrine and Covenants sections 137 to 138 in the week of November the 29th to December the 5th. Uh, and today we're going to begin our study of section 138 and look at the background and context of this section. Uh, the context of this section is very significant. Uh, it takes place as the first revelation or first document that we are stu- studying that was received in the 1900s. Uh, and so we have a number of years have passed uh, with a number of church presidents, uh, which we'll, we'll discuss about in a moment. Uh, but then uh, Sousa, uh, Sousa Young Gates, uh, who was a close uh, friend, uh, was a friend of uh, President Joseph F. Smith, who received this revelation, um, had an experience on the evening of November the 5th, 1918. So in this um, experience, she stops by the home of Joseph F. Smith, and he is very ill. He is uh, very poorly, uh, and he has, but he has received this revelation which talks about and shows him um, the importance of the work of redeeming the dead, uh, which is something which she had been very prominently trying to work on. It was a driving interest for her. In Revelations in Context, in the chapter, um, Susie Young Gates and the vision of the redemption of the dead, um, it says this, quote, Sousa felt a sacred sense of personal mission in this work. In 1902, returning from a meeting of the International Council of Women in Europe, Sousa had become seriously ill. In London, she sought a priesthood blessing from Elder Francis M. Lyman, then serving as the president of the European Mission. And in that blessing, he told her, You shall live to perform temple work, and you shall do a greater work than you have ever done before. Close quote. It was with this a blessing, and after this blessing, that she felt a desire, uh, a real drive to help the saints do their temple work. She taught, she wrote a number of articles, she uh, created a number of lessons and curriculums, she visited genealogical libraries in the United States and England, uh, she did a lot of things, and on the board of the Relief Society, on the general board, uh, she was successful in having uh, lessons incorporated into the curriculum. So all of these things uh, she did um, to try and drive forward this work on temple work. And you would think, you know, considering the the, te- the Salt Lake Temple being built, uh, being completed uh, a couple of de- decades before, uh, you would think that with um, this drive on family history, that the saints would have seen the importance of this. Wilford Woodruff, who uh, a couple of church presidents before had spoken about about family history and about the need to find ancestors and build those connections through the generations as well. So obviously, you know, we would think that this would be an important thing for the saints. However, it says in Revelations in Context, quote, Despite these accomplishments, Sousa often felt she was waging an uphill battle. She believed that too many Latter-day Saints exhibited a very general indifference toward genealogy, genealogy and temple work. 
Uh, not even an angel from heaven could induce some of these club women and these successful businessmen uh, to set aside a portion of their time for temple work, Caesar wrote to a friend. Close quote. So despite all of the work and all of the um, kind of drive that was being put behind temple work by herself, um, there was still a very big reluctance uh, from the, the members of the church, including some of the leadership. Um, in 1918, uh, members of the general board of the Relief Society had nearly discontinued uh, gene gene genealogy lessons, um, saying that they were uh, too difficult, saying that um, that they were more focused on the educational side rather than the spiritual, and that they just needed to focus on the spiritual side. And while she accepted and agreed that the spiritual side was very important, uh, she said that the members need the educational side if they're going to be able to do this work. So, so obviously, you know, I think that uh, this is a very important message uh, to her, and it was an important message. Meanwhile, in November of 1918, before uh, she visited President Smith, uh, Joseph F. Smith, um, he was very ill, um, very, he had a very um, destructive illness, he was very frail, um, and he'd also gone through a lot of things. Now, Joseph F. Smith um, had a life full of death. Um, obviously, his father, Hiram Smith, died when he was very young. His mother um, died when he was in his uh, in his teenage years. And also, uh, as it explains here in Revelations in Context, quote, his age-related ailments were compounded by heavy grief. In January, his beloved eldest son, Elder Hiram Emma Smith, had died suddenly of a ruptured appendix. My soul is rent, my heart is broken. Oh God, help me, President Smith exclaimed at the time. But the blows kept coming. In February, a young son-in-law died after an accidental fall. And in September, Hiram's wife, Ida, died just a few days after giving birth, leaving five orphan children. Meanwhile, the Great War, World War I, was dragging to a close and leaving unimaginable carnage and destruction and devastation in its wake. And a worldwide influenza pandemic was claiming millions of lives. But for President Smith, it was a time of deeply personal pain amid much global suffering. Close quote. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, when we think about this revelation being given in 1918, um, in early November, you can't help but recognize the timing of this uh, and the blessing that it was from the Lord that this came at this time uh, because of the, the World War and because of the uh, influenza pandemic. And obviously, you know, I think we are very aware of pandemics now uh, and we recognize that the deep suffering that they can cause, not just because of the uh, physical um, um, aspects of it and how people die from it, uh, but also the social aspects and how people start to have to isolate themselves for a purpose uh, and lose out on so many things because of it. And if we think that the COVID-19 pandemic has had a huge impact on society, which we, which it has very clearly, with over just over 5 million deaths recorded now at this stage worldwide, the influenza pandemic took 50 million lives. And don't forget, of course, that at the time, the world was not as populated as it is now. So not only was it 10 times as you know worse in terms of the, the deaths it produced, 
but it was also proportionally a much more bigger percentage of the world population too. People were thinking about death. People were had were very aware of its grip uh, at this time with the world war and with the pandemic. Um, and in, at the October General Conference, attendance was noticeably diminished uh, because of the the priesthood, many of the priesthood being absent in the war, um, the, the pandemic keeping people at home. Um, and so um, this was something which he was dealing with as he then started to ponder and reflect, uh, not to mention his own personal family's losses as well. I mean, it mentioned Harriam M. Smith, Elder, Elder Harriam M. Smith, who had died in January, his eldest son. He was one of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles and a very beloved member uh, of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles as well. Um, but what we need to remember is this is the backdrop for this revelation that was given. At this general conference, uh, President Smith said, quote, I will not, I dare not, attempt to enter upon many things that are resting upon my mind this morning, and I shall postpone until some future time, the Lord being willing, my attempt to tell you some of the things that are in my mind and that dwell in my heart, close quote. Um, he was referring to, uh, in part, to a revelation he had received just that day before, on October the 3rd, um, about the spirit, about the a, a vision of the spirit world, um, and how the ministry of the dead works, and how uh, the gospel of Christ is available to all mankind, even those who died without a knowledge of the gospel, um, that they can have the opportunity to accept Christ in their lives, um, and how he saw that how Christ organized his forces in order to teach these people. Um, this revelation was was written and produced. And it was shown to Sousa Young Gates uh, before it was um, made known to the world um, and, and subsequently made available in our Doctrine and Covenants uh, in section 138. President Smith uh, died a couple of weeks later. Uh, and so this was clearly an important part or conclusion of his ministry that he needed to fulfill so that we could receive this great and glorious insight into the world after this. And tomorrow we'll dive into that section and learn about um, how it applies to us and what we can do uh, today uh, to prepare for that, but more importantly, what it teaches us and what comfort it brings us as well. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed this study. Please follow the podcast on Facebook. And until we meet again, 